It's time for our regular monthly update from RNIB. Now, we look at campaigns each month. We'll look at some of the current campaigns being undertaken, possibly even looking for some help from yourselves out there. And joining me today, we have uh, from RNIB in London, Jessica Hall. Jess, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. So let's uh, get straight into some of the campaigns news for this month. And we'll start with voting. So we've just had well several elections over the past year and several chances to vote. Tell me, first of all, then, about the accessible voting. Yeah, well, we wanted to make 2017 general election the most accessible general election that there's been. And one way that we can find out whether that's actually happened is to ask people that are blind and partially sighted about their experiences during voting day. And we want to say a huge thank you to the 400 plus people that took the time to take that survey and tell us about their experiences. It's really important and crucial for us to get that kind of information and data about how the voting process is working on the ground. The law is really clear that blind and partially sighted people must be able to vote independently and in secret. But the evidence um, that we're getting from real voters shows us that this simply isn't happening. And 45% of the people we surveyed told us that they couldn't vote independently or in secret. It's really important for us to have this kind of evidence from blind and partially sighted voters because the government still thinks that these are isolated breakdowns at the local authority level and the system doesn't need changing. So our next steps will be crunching those numbers that we've got from the survey and digging into the experiences that people have shared with us and contacting some of the people who said they'd be happy to share more of their stories so that we can prioritise as a community what we see as the most important things to be fixed in this broken voting system. And we'll shortly be publishing our 2017 Turned Out report with all of the findings from the survey. So do visit our campaign pages over the coming weeks and we'll keep you updated on what's happening so that we can make voting as accessible as possible. It'll be an interesting one. Let's hope we don't have another general election before we get the results, Jess. Yeah. <laughs> but you never know. Um, okay, more uh, success now for campaigns. Now, uh, like myself, I'm sure many blind and partially sighted people will be familiar with you know, shared spaces and cluttered streets. And you've got some news for us on that too. Yeah, we recently celebrated a legal win with one of our campaigners, Joanna Toner, who's a blind resident from Northern Ireland, after she had a long court battle with her local council concerning their decision to install 30mm curbs as part of a shared space scheme in the city centre of Lisbon in Northern Ireland. The legal challenge was based on the failure of the council to really consider the needs of blind and partially sighted people when they were designing the scheme. And in particular, they didn't consider a piece of research that was commissioned by Guide Dogs, which shows that a minimum curve height of 60 millimetres is required to ensure that it can be detected by blind and partially sighted people. Now, the court ruled that the council had failed to consider their equity duty when designing and implementing the scheme and quashed the council's decision to allow 30mm curves and ordered them really to go back to the drawing board in light of the negative impact on blind and partially sighted people. So a fantastic win for Joanna and other blind and partially sighted people in Lisbon. But more than that, in light of that decision, RNIB will be writing to councils around the country that have lowered or removed their curves in public realm schemes like these shared space schemes to ask them to reconsider. This is a fantastic example the kind of change that's possible when blind and partially sighted people speak up about the issues that are impacting their lives. And if you're experiencing problems accessing your local area because of obstructions in the street, inaccessible crossings or shared space schemes, I do encourage you to check out our Who Put That There campaign 
pages on the RNIB website where you can find more information about how you can make your area more accessible. There's lots of information, toolkits and ideas of how you can start your own local campaign. And you can also get in touch with your local regional campaign officer in England and also campaign staff in Wales, Northern Ireland, and they'll be able to offer advice and Brilliant and, and a great win there, and it really is a, a huge step forward. As a guide dog owner myself, Jess, you know, I'm, I'm kind of aware of what shared spaces are like and, and so on, and it is problematic and it is dangerous in some ways as well. So, some great news there, and you know, it gives RNIB, as you say, a great opportunity to take this to other councils and, and get these changes made or even schemes stopped in the first place. Let's look at a campaign then, Jess. Now, I I discussed this a few months ago when the call was put out for people with certain eye conditions. This was all around certain NICE guidelines. Yeah, that's right. We want to make sure that guidelines that recommend how healthcare should be delivered by healthcare professionals reflect the needs of people living with sight-threatening eye conditions. And this year, the National Institute of Health and Care Excellence has been rewriting the guidelines for cataracts, glaucoma, and AMD and these guidelines are implemented in England and also Wales and we've been commenting on those draft versions of the guidelines that have been coming out and we asked people living with cataracts, glaucoma and AMD to get in touch with us to share their experiences of treatment, things that they found were helpful, things that they wanted to change and we've been using those insights to form our responses to those draft guidelines and we're really grateful to the 300 plus people that got in touch and have been taking part in our surveys because you're helping to shape eye care for thousands of people across England and Wales. So we've submitted our submission for cataract, which is just in the process of formulating our response to the draft glaucoma guideline. And um, in the next couple of weeks, we'll be working on the AMD guideline. There's going to be a survey going live in the next couple of weeks. So if you're living with AMD, whether that's wet or dry AMD, and you've not registered to take part already, then you can still get involved by visiting our campaign pages or by calling the campaign hotline. Wow, you've been busy. Yeah. And that's just a sample of the stuff that, that the campaigns team deal with you know, yeah. on a day-to-day basis as well. Some great wins there and it's great steps forward as well. And once again, looking for some participation from many of our visually impaired listeners as well. Just finally, Jess, we're almost out of time, so if people would like to perhaps learn more about campaigns or take part in the surveys, or perhaps they may want to speak to someone about a problem they have, how can they get in touch? We'd love people to get in touch with us, uh, either by visiting our web pages, so that's www.rnib.org.uk forward slash campaigns, or by calling us on our campaign hotline, which is 0287 let so many people do get in touch Jess you know at the end of the day it's all about improving lives of blind and partially sighted people and the campaigns team play a huge role in that we'll catch up with you again next month Jess but in the meantime thank you for speaking with us on RNIB Connect Radio thanks so much for having me